Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, Ottawa just stepped off the practice ice and we have a pair of injury updates to share. And we'll take a look at some Sens prospects, including a pair of defensemen lighting it up with the Brantford Bulldogs. And if you think the Senators have a strange schedule, wait until you hear about the entire National Hockey League. We'll discuss that and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Schlitzler, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 921 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains, you can follow the show on social media. We're at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube where a like, comment, and subscription go a long way to helping the show grow. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first ticket purchase. It's last-minute tickets at the lowest prices, guaranteed. Today is Tuesday, November 21st, and if you're looking on GameTime, it ain't going to be for today in the National Hockey League. No games today, no games Thursday. Pilsy, what is going on? I don't like NHL scheduling is wild this year. And I thought with some of the scheduling stuff earlier on, Ross, I thought, okay, maybe that frozen frenzy day. Remember that Tuesday where all 32 teams played and it was staggered starts. It was super cool. I was like, maybe that threw everything off. It might take a while to recover. And then, okay, the Sweden trip. All right. Maybe that throws things off a little bit too. But I mean, Ross, I'll let you uh, hop in from here. But when we're taking a look at, uh, Thanksgiving holiday and the Arizona Coyotes boycotting playing back-to-back games as a reason why there's no games on not one day this week, but two days of the week, Tuesday and Thursday, zero NHL games. What are we doing here? It just feels like today is an opportunity where it's a Tuesday. You know, the NFL doesn't have anything on Tuesdays. You, you can really kind of make your mark. But Jeff Merrick with Sportsnet does say there are only three teams slash buildings that are available to host games tonight. Vancouver, Calgary, and Arizona. Canadian teams get sent to the U.S. this week for Thanksgiving Eve slash Black Friday since home games this week are requested by American teams. Huh? He then goes on to say, Arizona did not want to play back-to-back games this Tuesday oh. and Wednesday. Aw. Nice. Shucks. And there are tw- this part makes sense. There's 12 teams that are playing Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, so they can't schedule Tuesday or else that would be four games in five nights. And we know that the four teams who went to Sweden are not available. But 12 teams are playing Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Does does that not plus four? So that's sixteen. Does that not leave half the league that you could schedule to play in either Vancouver, Calgary, or Arizona? And why does it matter if like no game in Canada on a two like it's two days before Thanksgiving? It doesn't like I I don't understand that part at all. Yeah, I don't know. Like obviously Ross, there's probably a lot more 
behind the scenes of schedule making than we are privy to that uh, there's reasons for this, but at face value, having no games two nights a week just, just seems crazy to me. But what do I know about running a national hockey league? Yeah. Smarter people than us are, are in charge of, of making the yeah. schedule, but you just look at it like last night, there were seven games. So then none tonight, then 14 games on Wednesday. So almost the entire league, no games Thursday, and then 15 games on Friday. And Friday is not typically an NHL night, so to speak, where they usually operate as a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday league yeah. where everybody's playing, but 30 out of their 32 teams will be taking, uh, taking the ice on Friday and then only eight games on Saturday. So just a bit of a scheduling quirk here as we go into American Thanksgiving weekend, which is basically a full week. I've come to learn like in Canada, we get what the Monday off and it's like, Oh wow, that's great. little extra day. Everyone here, like my best buddy lives in New York. He just posted, he goes, uh, he posted a meme that was a hit uh, someone getting an email at work and said, you're emailing me on the Monday of Thanksgiving week. Like (laughs) this sounds like a post Thanksgiving problem. Like they just take the whole week off. Yeah, and I feel like Thanksgiving is so commercialized uh, in the U.S. as well because you got Black Friday right there as well, right? So it's just like businesses are just like, oh, take work off and spend all your money on all the sales of all this crap you don't need. So they they have to take a full week to prepare for all that. Well, wouldn't you consider the NHL to be one of those corporate structures that can take advantage of people being off with maybe hobbies taking the forefront this week a little bit? Yes, Ross, uh, that would seem like an ideal time to have hockey going on. Agreed. This is just me projecting a little bit because I'm pretty pretty tired with the schedule the Sens have gotten this year. It's the worst. We, we talked about how, you know, it's a lot of home games. That's great. But now it almost feels like too much home games and they're too many. And now we're at the stage where the Senators are playing four games in a 19-day stretch. Like if they're able to win on Friday and Monday, knock on wood, they would be six and one in a seven game stretch that spans almost the entire month. Yeah. I mean, Hey, you can only win the games you have opportunities to play in, but uh, the games in hand is going to get out of control. Like by Thursday, the games in hand are going to be ridiculous. I tweeted out the games in hand at send central on Twitter. Make sure you're following the show there by the time. The senators will play Friday. This is just within the division. Ottawa will have five games in hand on Tampa. It's 10 points. Four, four games in hand on Buffalo, Florida, and Montreal. They'll have three games in hand on Boston and Detroit. And they'll have two games in hand on the Toronto Maple Leaf. So by far the fewest games played in the division. The Senators have played 15 games so far this year. But, I mean, offensively, it looks really good, though, because they've got Tim Stutzlop at 20 points in 15 games. Claude Drew has 16, and then a bunch of guys are kind of itching and scratching to get up to that point-per-game clip. But overall, like you think there is one bright spot in in this long layoff between games, and that's getting some injured guys back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, there's... There's a lot of guys that are going to benefit from this uh, that we'll get into next segment, Ross, but particularly it's Thomas Shabbat that this works out nicely for. And Thomas Shabbat is on the LTIR, so he is not even eligible to play this Friday against the New York Islanders or Monday against the Florida Panthers. When you're on LTIR, which means your your cap hit goes to the wayside, Lee fans know all about this one, but 
this guy's actually hurt with the the broken hand, but he's back skating. He was taking reps at forward today. Uh, Tim Stutzla was not on the ice. Maintenance day, I'm assuming a nap day for uh, Tim Stutzla, a little jet lag day, but uh, the amount of minutes he's been playing, there is no question. He's deserved a bit of an extra rest here as the Senators did have their skills day on Monday where it was all depth players and injured players, Pilsy. Oh, and Jake Sanderson, who just doesn't miss a day to try to get better. So, um, But when it comes to Thomas Shabbat, yeah, his first game eligible to come back is Friday, December 1st against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Bruce Garriock mentioning in his article yesterday that Shabbat is on track to play in that game. So circle that as a date where we can expect Shabbat back. But Pilsy, by the end of next week, then, they're going to be right back in the cap crunch that they hadn't found themselves in since Shabbat went down or on LTIR. So they're going to be right back where they only have 18 players plus goalies on their roster. There won't be any extra players being carried. But, I mean, Ross, if we're going to try to spin zone a silver lining here, which is what we try to do on this show, at least now the Shane Pinto contract negotiations aren't looming large or that's not a dark cloud hanging over this team's head for now. That one, that can is being kicked way down the road. January 21st is when Shane Pinto um, is eligible to return to NHL games. I'm curious how it affects AHL. I'm assuming that it's the same day because it's he's suspended for 41 NHL games, right? But there's no like time because I'm assuming he's going to have a conditioning stint to start. Can he yeah. have that like January 1st to January 21st? That's a, good, that's a great question. I don't know. Feels like a question we should try to get the answer to. We're, we're going to look into that for you because if he's only eligible to play in either league on the 21st, then you're looking at like maybe after the bye week, the all-star break in February, that you'd actually get Shane Pinto back in the lineup. But if he's able to get up to speed in the AHL from January 1st to 21st, maybe that's something that the Senators can look at. But in the more immediate future, there's good signs beyond Thomas Shabbat. We've got a couple more injury updates. And Scott Wheeler pandering to Sens fans? Some say, but some say that there's a legitimate chance Ottawa has a prospect on Team Canada this World Juniors. We'll discuss all that next. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by friends over at Mary J's. Guys, Mary J's is a locally owned cannabis dispensary in the Ottawa area. Started off with three best friends trying to achieve their dream. They slept on the air mattresses on the floor of the sales room just to make ends meet when they started. But through hard work and dedication, they now have four stores in the Ottawa area to serve Sens fans. The Ottawa locations are Riverside South, Orleans, Greeley, and Russell. So check out any of those locations because Mary J's offers the absolute best and newest products in the market with many new additions added to the menu every single week. They got everything you need, whether you're a rookie or a grizzled vet. Mary J's offers competitive pricing. In fact, they will price match any store in Ottawa. That means you are guaranteed to get the best price around at a Mary J's location. And they also have the best customer service by having the friendliest bud tenders who are always ready to help. One of the owners, Dashy, absolute beauty, diehard Sens fans. So go to one of the stores, say what up to Dashy, talk about the Sens, and pick his brain about the latest products at Mary J's. So check it out today, guys, at any of the four Ottawa locations. It's Mary J's. Today's episode is also brought to you by Game Time. Last-minute tickets at the lowest prices, guaranteed. Now, when you look for tickets... 
not everyone plans their life years, days, months in advance. Sometimes you get the itch and you want to go and see either your favorite sports team or maybe it's a band that you're really looking forward to. Well, with game time, you can make sure that you're not losing out on the fun and making sure that you can get the best price doing it. They've got killer deals on last-minute tickets, and they've also got a best price guarantee, so you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped. When I say best price guarantee, the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, hockey, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Get images of your seat as well. In case you're like me, you want to know exactly, visualize, get in the zone where you're going to be watching the action from. You can get that at game time. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, bing, bang, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. So you'll never have to dig through your email. Snag tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, Pilsy. Shout out to Ian Mendez, man. Came on with us on the weekend. We used it in yesterday's episode. And today I was reading his article about how European NHL fans follow. And it is so impressive and we have citizens on all the time all the way from australia europe you name it we've had guys on talking we're going to hopefully have a citizen for you tomorrow as well but pilsy the dedication that these guys have the 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 anecdote i think that will also play the most here because it's a senators related one he's got like leaf fans and um wild fans all sorts of different uh you know fan bases and how they follow the team eric brandstrom's dad Goes to bed at 11 p.m. and then sets an alarm for 1 a.m. This he's got a full time job. He works in the morning. Yeah, he works from 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. and then sleeps from 4 to 6:30. That is as dedicated as you can get. Yeah, that's awesome. You love seeing uh, that from Eric Brandstrom's dad there. But hey, we know the passion is unmatched for sense fans over in Europe. Like it is crazy what they will do to follow this team. And uh, I've got the utmost respect for them. And Ross, you know, we're sitting here being like, oh man, this is so brutal having the long breaks in between sense fans, sense fan or sense games, sense fans over there are probably like, finally I can get some sleep. Oh my God. So sense fans in Europe, citizens in Europe, get your rest, get ready. Cause you're not going to be sleeping in December and March. You're not. The Senators, after this stretch, where, as I mentioned, they play four games during a 19-day stretch, they will be coming fast and furious. In the 22 days leading up to their Xmas break, they don't play on the 23rd, 24th, 25th, or 26th. The Senators will play 12 games in 22 days. It's a grueling schedule. It includes a trip to Arizona, Vegas, Dallas, and Colorado. And it also has a few back-to-backs in there as well. So there's important games as well. There's divisional games. They host the Leafs on December 7th. So there are all types of games that will be must-wins in December. 
Yeah, and then, Ross, you're looking at a road game in Detroit right after the Leafs. That's going to be a big one. And then the Leafs again on December 27th. So, And then you got Sabres even on uh, New Year's Eve. So there are a lot of big games that are happening here that the Ottawa Senators, they can't use uh, being tired or playing too many games as an excuse because these are huge points up for grabs. I completely agree. These points are huge. You know why? You know why? Because guess what? There was another All-Atlantic Division matchup yesterday that went to overtime. Uh, Steven Stamko scored with five seconds left to send overtime between the Boston Bruins and Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, my. And then Tampa wins it in overtime, just what Ottawa needs. I mean, Boston's so far ahead of the pack. At this point, it's like, let them run away with the division. It's like, hold on at the end of the game. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Uh, And, Ross, you mentioned uh, Ian Mendez, another great quote from our guy. Michael Anlauer, uh, he said he didn't have much time for shopping on his trip to Sweden. So when he's going to be going through customs, his quote was, all I have to declare is four points. Okay. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. So uh, Michael Anlauer's team at practice today, we talked about uh, Thomas Shabbat was there. Tim Stutzel was not, and it's confirmed. Stutzel on maintenance day will be fine. He's going to skate on Thursday. Sends are off tomorrow. He's going to skate Thursday. Hard practice from what we're told. Ian told us on Saturday. Makes sense because they're ramping up to play another team that is obsessive with loser points, and that is the New York Islanders. Six, six, and five on the season for the New York Islanders. Six, six, and five. So they have 17 points in 17 games, but only six wins in those games. And then the thing with the loser points, though, Ross, is you can go crazy being like, okay, if we convert those to wins, where would we be now? And like the Islanders, damn, if you can get six, six wins instead of those six loser points. The Ottawa Senators are the only team in the Atlantic division without a loser point. Now, haters or, or people that would like to hate on me for saying that would say, well, they've been to overtime twice. Would you have preferred they lost? No, winning's even better. But I would have liked to have converted some of those seven regulation losses to overtime losses. Um, and there are two teams, both Carolina and Pittsburgh in the Metropolitan, also do not have a uh, overtime or extra time loss. But Pilsy, yeah. we've kind of buried it here. Ridley Gregg. The streets per Atlalim's Martian um, are a conduit of the streets, merely a conduit that both Ridley Gregg and Mark Castellic have been skating alone for the last couple of days. So that's great news on the road to recovery for those two guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, you guys know I'm a Casty fan, but uh, the big emphasis is on Ridley Gregg coming back. Uh, like, Burke Chartier has done a fine job in Mark Castellick's day. I wouldn't say he's moving the needle too much one way or another, but he, he's done a serviceable, serviceable rather job as a fourth-line center. But unfortunately, Ross, for me, I know it's only been a couple games here, but Roby Yarventi as the third-line center is not doing much. In fact, the only time I'm really noticing him is when he's taking penalties or I forget which game it was. I think it might have been the Detroit game where he had a comical slipping on a banana peel type fall that led directly to a goal in his own end. So that wasn't great either. But uh, again, like Roby is still very kind of new to the center position. So from him going as a new centerman to Belleville to now as centerman in the NHL, that's kind of a big ask for the kids. So I'm giving him a lot of uh, leeway here, but I don't think, I don't think it's sustainable to have Roby Yarventi as this team's third line center for an extended period of time. 
if only they had not one, not two, but three options that are unavailable to them now. From Mark Kaslick to Ridley Gregg to Shane Pinto would all be just, you know, Seriously. change the outlook of the way this team plays. And all three of those guys kind of have defense as their, their calling card. Now, funny, we, we talk about the streets uh, asking because I think Gary Ock took my, my question because uh, DJ Smith, 38 seconds ago, came out on TSN 1200 that Kaslick and Gregg are back skating. Those ankle strains are tricky. When you see them back skating with us, then you know they are getting close. Yeah, I mean, I think the news we'll take here, Ross, is is that there was kind of rumors that maybe Ridley get Greg's injury was uh, worse than it seemed. So this kind of puts all those to bed, and uh, sense fans can breathe a sigh of relief, being like, okay, hopefully within the next couple weeks we'll get uh, one, if not both, of those guys back. Because yeah, th- this team needs Ridley Greg back in in a bad way. I can agree more. So. The question will become, do you roll with Roby until they come back? Or is this something where, hey, maybe Angus Crookshank, who's got goals in back-to-back games, he's been playing center down there. Or one of the other guys, I know everyone's kind of yapping for Yuri Smekal. He's not going to be a centerman for this team. So you're kind of limited in terms of who you're going to call up if you are going to make a change in that bottom six. Would that be something you're willing to do? Or with Roby, are you just going to be like, hey, you know what? He's going to play eight to 10 minutes a game. And this is experience for him to take back down and almost a reward for the training camp and, and preseason that he had. Well, just to touch on the guys you mentioned, Angus Crookshank. I mean, I feel like you're doing the same thing there, right? Uh, Crooker right. is a guy that's mostly played winger and now they're putting him at center kind of as default, same as they did with Roby. And sure, it's going well for him in Belleville or well enough, I should say, but now, moving him up to a new centerman in the NHL, I don't think that really helps the situation either. And I love Crooker. I want him to get an opportunity, but I also want him to be set up for success. So I think starting him as a centerman for his first kind of taste in the NHL isn't really fair to him. So I wouldn't do that. And then, yeah, Yurich Makal, look, uh, since we had that uh, Belleville prospect roundup, he has improved a little bit. He's got a couple goals under his belt since then. He had a beauty toe drag slide too. So He's enjoying playing up on that line with Igor and uh, Kirkshank as well. I don't know, Ross. I, I guess you just keep rolling ri- with Roby for now, unless maybe you want to try it. Because Matthew Highmore, he he's played some center in his career as well, I believe. So maybe you try him as a third-line center, but I, I'm not I mean, sure he that's just, enough. And he just got sent down, so it's not going to be imminently at the, at the very least, right? It's just, you know, you got yeah. these two games going right now, and then... Uh, and then I guess we reassess because the Senators will then have three days off uh, to end the month of November before they take on the Columbus Blue Jackets ahead of the Seattle Kraken on a back-to-back at Columbus, home to Seattle, to start just a wild month for the Ottawa Senators. Speaking of wild month, we didn't even touch on the World Juniors that always gets everyone's attention on December 26th. Now, Ottawa, of course, the prospect pipeline, it's not like the years where they had Sanderson, Stutzla, Greg, Yarventi, Clevin. All these guys were at the World Juniors, Levy, Maryland, and basically their entire 2020 draft class was at the World Juniors together a few years ago. This year, it's going to be a lot less in quantity, but there might still be some surprises. We're going to discuss a pair of those next. Unlocked on Senators. 
Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy, and it also keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Everything from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. So whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts, for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And this is what I love. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not burning cash. With all the parts you need, the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Check it out today, guys ebay motors today's episode is also brought to you by our family at shawarma palace shawarma palace has become family to the city of ottawa since opening in 1997 started with one shop and now they've got seven and they are fuel filling everybody in the ottawa area when you're looking for shawarma that's the place to go they've got a long list of where you can get shawarma palace you can find shawarma palace at the Carleton University Food Court just you know I get so jealous that I didn't have that in school growing up they're at the Sailor Mall they're on a bank street twice they're by Bank and Hunt Club they're also by Bank and Gladstone right by Baseball Town in the heart of Center Town you can also find my favorite location just because it's the one I went to growing up on Rideau Street right by Chapel and Augusta so you're never too far away from a shawarma palace you can also order shawarma palace online through Uber Eats so go check them out Get it delivered right to your door. What we like doing after the bar is on the way home, we order it and try to see who wins the race there. Is there going to be a present waiting on our front door or are we going to get in, take our shoes off and then be able to eat that delicious Shawarma Palace? So go eat like a royal today. Go eat at Shawarma Palace. All right, Pilsy, here we go. Senators off again. We've got uh, a guest confirmed later this week, though. We're going to chat with Mad Sogard. Really looking nice. to uh, a true friend of the show. It's either his fourth or fifth time joining us, and um, he got to experience Sweden. So we're going right back, boots on the ground. He got to sit on the bench, make one glove save. Don't think it counted on the stat sheet, but uh, he was in the mix there, and obviously just a really great guy um, as well. So we're looking forward to chatting with Mads later this week. Uh, if we can catch up with Matthews, he was uh, bench pressing like a thousand pounds yesterday. He says his arms are too tired to text us back in time. So, you know what? We'll let, we'll let meth off the hook with that one. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Ross. Uh, yeah, it'll be great to catch up with Mads. Cause man, that guy is having one hell of a season down in Belleville as well. So we'll get to kind of get the update on how the start of his AHL season has been going. And then, yeah, although, not quite home, Sweden, very close to Denmark. And I believe, Ross, was Jonas there? Our guy, Jonas Sogard, his brother, was at the game. So that's always uh, that's always a fun story to catch up on as uh, Jonas has appeared on our show, all, our show sorry, multiple times as well. And Jonas is, he told me uh, yesterday, he's 4-0 and watching the Senators. So get this guy season tickets yeah. uh, uh, and maybe a private jet to take him back and forth from Denmark. But... Matt Sogart never got the chance to play in the World Juniors because Denmark was always in like the, the Division One World Juniors just below. But uh, obviously, Levy has. And now the next generation of Senators prospects 
will be going to the World Juniors. And the two guys who I believe will be going, at least one for sure, Tomas Shamara will be going to his third World Juniors with Czechia. Jorian Donovan. I've been pushing this narrative that Jorian Donovan might make Team Canada. And at The Athletic, two analysts, Corey Prodman and Scott Wheeler. One has Jorian Donovan on his team and the other doesn't. Now, Sens fans at home, I, th- I know what you're thinking. I know you're thinking Scott Wheeler doesn't, but that is, in fact, incorrect. As he not only has Jorian Donovan on the team, he's got him on the second pair in their mock rosters that just came out today. Love to see that. I mean, obviously, when World Juniors comes out, you're not so much a Sens fan, a Leafs fan, or, or what have you. You're a fan of Team Canada, but... It feels a little sweeter when a prospect of your NHL team is on Team Canada because then when you're watching with your family and they score, you go, hey, that's a sense prospect, by the way. They're going to be up in the, with the team in a couple of years here. So it would be great if Jorian Donovan would be able to represent Team Canada. Obviously, uh, a great honor for these kids getting to put that jersey on. And Ross, you mentioned it's not irony, but uh, it's perfect cohesion that the two players we're talking about here. They're not only on the same team in the OHL, the Brentford Bulldogs. They are defensive partners, and that's Thomas Hamara and Jorian Donovan. And Hamara, look, people say what you want about him requesting a trade from the Kitchener Rangers, wasn't getting the opportunities he wants. Some people don't like that approach. Other people are like, hey, he's just trying to do what's best for his development. That's fine. But this is a move that has paid off for Thomas Shamara. In his last three games, he has four points, four assists. So him and Jorian Donovan are proving to be a nice, compatible pair that hopefully, Ross, they can stay together all year, maybe uh, see some playoffs. I know Brantford's uh, in the lower part of the standings right now, but with these two clicking like this, they could uh, provide some results here. Because, Ross, not only are they uh, doing well, but the team's doing well. In that three-game sample size, I just mentioned they won all three of those games. And our guy, we had a boots-on-the-ground report from those guys. Um, thanks to our, our Twitter handle, at Send Central, where everyone can go and follow the show there. Mark LaRiviere on uh, on Twitter says he was at the Frontenac's Bulldogs game and has okay. to say that Hamara and Donovan look solid. He compares them to a Shabbat Chikrin-type okay. pairing. Really be interesting to see how they develop, but definitely the skill skating and poise is there. So I said, if you had to pick one of the two, who stood out more? And he thought Hamara played better than Donovan, at least offensively. Kingston didn't really put much of a fight, so tough to see how they play defensively. But he focused on Hamara, and he think he might have found his confidence, which was you know clearly missing if you just look at the stats with yep. the Kitchener Rangers. So, hey, great, and thanks for that, Mark. Really appreciate uh, the insight from being able to see these guys up close and personal, but but it kind of makes sense. Like, you know, Hamara would be the more Shabbat kind of smooth yep. offense, whereas, you know, just like uh, Chicker and Donovan's a, you know, a bulkier kid, a guy who, you know, can be a little bit more physical like Chicker. so I like but that. Compar- can also provide the offense like Chicker as well. J- uh, Donovan's not like your uh, typical shut down physical defender. He's got some offensive weapons as well. And in that game against Kingston that we just referenced, Donovan in a 4-1 win had a goal, an assist, and seven shots on goal. Yeah, and then Thomas Shamara had an assist and two shots on goal, so and was a plus two. So these guys looking good together. I, I'm stoked that uh, they ended up on the same team. And to add even more, Ross, it's great that they're on the Brantford Bulldogs' owned 
by Michael Anlauer. Like yeah. these guys, these are Sens guys right here. I love that. So I know what you're thinking. You're saying, well, what did Donovan do before, or sorry, since Hamara came? So Hamara has been there for five games. Yep. In those five games, two goals and two assists in those five games for uh, Jorian Donovan. So I'm sure he's appreciating having uh, Hamara on his right side. Hamara has been playing the offside on that pair. And uh, in those five games too, Pilsy, how about 14 shots on goal for Jorian Donovan? So this guy, I mean, he's he's getting the puck on net and he's doing things uh, the right way. So I, you know what? You can't have six number one defensemen and the other defensemen. You know, we do a lot of draft coverage here on the show, so I think it's worthwhile to mention the other players who are on Scott Wheeler's team. You know what? For, forget about Corey Prodman's team. That guy's wrong anyways, right? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just making lists for, for people to get mad at. Exactly. All time. All time moment unlocked on Senators. If if you know, you know. Um, but the other the other defenseman on this team, Denton Matejchuk and Owen Pickering, the top pair, and I believe those two guys are cousins, if I'm not mistaken. Then Jorian Donovan, they have with Tristan Luno. People in the Ottawa area might remember him with uh, the Gatineau Olympique the last couple of years. Then he's got uh, Michael Butchinger with uh, which we did profile as well, and Maverick Lamoureux, the six foot seven power tower who's uh, going to bring that physicality to the team as well. And again, this is just a projected roster. We'll get the uh, the dates for their selection camp. Usually it's like the first two weeks of December. Then they practice for a week, and then they get in the mix uh, over where where are the World Juniors this year? Uh, are they in Halifax? That's, that's oh, what that, I'm going to guess. That was last year. They're in uh, Frolunda. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Got, or sorry, Gothenburg, which is where Frölunda plays. Um, so Alfie's hometown is where the 2024 World Juniors will take place. And of course, there is one more prospect that you can lock in that will be going friend of the show. Oscar Pistol Pete Pedersen uh, will be there with the Swedes. I think an outside chance for Philip Nordberg. Again, like especially now that he's moved over to North America, those players are typically looked over for the guys who are playing in Sweden where, you know, under the watchful eye of the Swedish team. But I think that's a little bit less and less over the years because we've seen a lot of Swedish players move over to the AHL even at a young age. But those guys yeah. are obviously more advanced than a second-round pick who's playing in the USHL. So those are all just things to consider. We'll have wall-to-wall coverage of that throughout. Um, yeah. Really, really fun time to be an Ottawa Senators fan. But at least there's wins in between these four games in 19 days. And just spin zone it like this. More time for the injured players to get healthy. That's about as good of a take as we can have on why it's good that the Senators don't play. And for a European Sens fans to get some sleep. And and for a European Sens fans to get some sleep. Programming note. Tomorrow's episode will be in the evening. We're going to record it around 2.45 Eastern time. So we'll have that for you, hopefully in time for your commute home from work. So, uh, yeah, expect Locked On Senators tomorrow to be out around, let's say, 6 p.m. And then if it's a little bit earlier, then uh, then that's good. So, hey, hey, just like Sens fans in Europe are getting some extra sleep, stay at the office an extra hour. Put in that, put in an extra hour and take it off on Friday when it's going to be a Sens game day. Get off at 4, and then there you go. Now we're manipulating the schedule here. Well, and then, Ross, you can make do on uh, maybe some uh, HR uh, 
issues if you were drinking beers and watching the postcast. You can make up by uh, staying at work an extra hour. All the time. We already gave that guy a shout out. <laughs> Absolute beauty. That's a hilarious side story. You can go find out that uh, on Twitter. But uh, no, all good. All good. So lots of uh, lots of intrigue, though, Pilsy. And, and let's build off of that tomorrow and Thursday. Looking forward to our conversations with Matt Sogard and Mark Mathot ahead of Friday's game against the New York Islanders. Pills, any final thoughts on today's show? Yes, final thoughts for me. I've been meaning to shout this out for a while, but uh, everyone knows the tour Dr. Bob is on and was on last season. Dr. Bob was out in Sweden as well. Uh, he wanted me to also mention that he's wait- raising awareness for cancer uh, patients, Cancer Society. So go check it out today, guys. Check out his Instagram. Check out, I believe the Twitter is Dr. Bob Sends Tour, www.cancer.ca slash Dr. Bob Sends Tour. Uh, obviously, a great cause trying to raise awareness and uh, help cancer research. So I've already made my donation. Uh, hopefully, other Sends fans will do the same and uh, we can try to make a difference here. Yeah, we got to catch up with Dr. Bob sooner rather than later. Good good uh, point there to finish off, Pilsy. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan, and this has been the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. <laughs>